0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the
1: inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield.
0: Champions League football is back, and what a match we have in store at Anfield this evening. My name is Paul Wheelock, and welcome to the preview podcast to look ahead to Liverpool's mouth-watering Group C opener with Paris Saint-Germain. The Reds proved they are very much back among the European elite by reaching last year's final... But the same cannot be said of PSG, despite the untold millions they have spent in the last 7 years. Paris have never got further than the quarter finals since being taken over by Qatar Sports Investments 7 years ago. So to see if they stand a better chance this year, and to see how they are shaping up for tonight's match, I picked up the phone to French football expert Robin Berner. I last spoke to the Goal.com reporter in the summer, just as it appeared the Reds were about to sign Nabil Fakir. But while I asked him about Fakir and Fabinho's start to life at Anfield, we mainly talked about Neymar, Kylian Mbappe and why this could be the perfect time for Liverpool to face PSG. You will then hear from our Liverpool FC correspondent James Pearce. James was speaking from outside of Anfield after Jurgen Klopp's pre-match press conference and he gives us an update on Roberto Fabinho's fitness. Just a heads up, the sound quality is not brilliant. It does improve though for audio highlights from the press conference itself in which Klopp gave his verdict on whether his side should be seen as favourites this evening, and his reaction when quizzed on accusations of play-acting from Neymar, the world's most expensive footballer. We'll be back after the match with our post-games podcast, but for now, enjoy building up to what could be another European night to remember with this preview.
1: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
0: Hi Robin, thank you very much for joining me on this podcast It doesn't seem two minutes ago that we were speaking in the summer about a certain Nabil Fakir Are you keeping well? Yeah, I'm very well, how are you? Yeah, I'm good mate I'm really looking forward to this game between Liverpool versus Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League on Tuesday night Anyone who's watched Liverpool so far this season can tell that Jurgen Klopp's side are in good shape going into this first group game But how are Paris Saint-Germain looking?
1: Um, PSG are looking you know, the, the, like Liverpool, they've won all their games so far this season. However, they've not really been properly tested yet. Uh, they've played a, a lot of fairly weak teams in Liga, uh, And they, they also played Monaco in uh, the French equivalent of the Community Shield, in which both teams were really pretty weak because of the World Cup. So we've not really seen what PSG are capable of this season.
2: What we have seen is we've seen them score a lot of goals, but we've also seen them a little
1: bit vulnerable at the back. They've got a new coach in Thomas Tuchel who's arrived from Borussia Dortmund. He's tried to implement a new 3-4-3 system, but uh, partly because of injuries, but also partly because of uh, uncertainty in the players and, and the time it takes to adapt to such a system. It's, it's looked a little bit vulnerable for them, so they've typically moved back to, to something towards a, a 4-2-3-1. Um, so, you know, there's definite vulnerabilities in PSG. They're certainly not at full
0: strength at the moment, and, you know, I think Liverpool will fancy their chances. Yeah, Liverpool are obviously a well-oiled machine. Klopp's now. He's been here a few years. Does it sound like it might be a good time to play Paris Saint-Germain, given the fact that they are trying new things and there are players missing? Yeah, absolutely. I do think it's a very very good time to play them, uh,
1: first up. I, mean, I think by the end of the group stage, we should be starting to see what PSG are capable of. And it might only be until the, the knockout stages that we actually see... How good a team this, this, this PSG team can become? Uh, you know, as you, as you touched upon, there are a couple of injuries. Dani Alves is out, Levin Kuzava is out, so you know there's, there's, there's players still bedding in. Uh, the, the, the team's obviously still trying to get used to this new coach. So for Liverpool, it's just about an ideal thing to play them first up.
0: Yeah, and they're still winning though in Liga, uh, and they could rest Kylian Mbappe and Neymar on Friday. I take it they'll both be unleashed at Anfield on Tuesday night.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely expected. Um, Neymar was rested. He was obviously on international duty with Brazil last week, which meant a long trip to to uh, across the Atlantic,
2: which meant uh, he didn't get back until the Thursday, which was basically 24 hours before their game uh, against San Etienne. So he he wasn't risked. That was the same with Timothy Weah, the USA international striker.
1: Mbappe's case was a little bit different uh, in that he couldn't have played it anyway. He's in the midst of serving a three-game suspension, for a, for a red card he got against Nîmes prior to the international break which was interesting and it's been a big talking point in France because it showed an immature
2: side of Mbappé that we've not really seen yet in his professional career so there'll be a lot of focus
1: on him in this game
0: Yeah, do you think this is a big stage for him because we are seeing the blossom in blossom him of a, a really world-class player here we've seen it in the summer didn't we at the World Cup do you think he's going to relish tomorrow night at Anfield?
1: Yeah, absolutely Um you know he's, he's he's a guy who's passed every single test that's come up against him so far. Uh, obviously the World Cup final, he scored twice. But I think uh, the Champions League match at Anfield is a little bit different. It's, it's going to be a huge to The atmosphere is going to be incredible. Uh, it's going to be very very passionate. Uh, and you know everybody's, everybody's going to be cheering against him. He's been typically used to people cheering for him, even in France this year, when when Paris Saint Germain have gone away from home. The, the the crowd the teams he's played against have been very warm and very generous towards him because of the influence he had in France's World Cup win so this will be a very different stage for him to play upon it's obviously a massive game uh, and you know I'm sure it'll be one that he relishes
0: Neymar does he have a bit of a point to prove because he he didn't come out of the World Cup looking too good, did he? Over his, you know, his, his antics maybe from going down a bit too easily. Do, is, do you think he's returned with, you know, a point to prove this season? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that he's got a point to prove. Um,
1: his World Cup was a little bit shambolic, to be honest. Um, I, I think we we can all condemn his, his diving, and um, it was very blatant. I know he's kind of out against it in recent weeks in the in the Brazilian press, but. Uh, you know, it was it was difficult for him because he was obviously coming back after such a, a big injury, and there was such a weight of expectation placed on his shoulders. It was always going to be a tricky one for him. Uh, his form in France so far this season has been it's been good, but it's not been spectacular. It's been Mbappe who's been PSG's star man so far this season. So it'll be interesting to see how Neymar copes with
0: with the atmosphere tomorrow night as well, because it is a very big match for him as well. Yeah, it, does, it has got that potential to be some shoot off, doesn't it? You've got Salamane and Firmino, who, I think it's fair to say, with the best front three in Europe, certainly last season, and then against Cavani, Mbappe, and Neymar, it does, uh, <laughs> it does make you really want this game to come round. Yeah, I mean, it should be an absolutely spectacular game, but I, mean, I think everybody's expecting a feast of attacking football. Um, but I, I think the shootout probably suits Liverpool better because I think they're possibly in a better defensive state than. than Paris Saint-Germain at the moment because they're obviously more used to the system of Klopp Uh, and and obviously they're they're defending as a team exceptionally well which perhaps isn't the case with PSG to to the same extent. Of course and you're looking at this team you've said it's early days you know the the new manager is trying to implement a new style and system but do you think it's got the capabilities of perhaps winning the Champions League this season?
1: Well I think when you look at the attacking potential that's in the team with Neymar and, and Bappi and Cavani, then yeah, I think you you would be you'd be unwise to totally write them off at this stage of the season and, and at, at, the, at the position they are uh, in, in their development. They're not capable of winning if they keep playing as they are. However, you know you can only expect them to improve once they once they start to
0: understand the coach. Once the coach starts to understand the players, uh, and they can both work out how to get the best out of each other. Uh, I mean, just in terms of the personnel then yeah they have to be considered as potential winners Is this the one they want at Paris Saint-Germain the fans and the owners because since they were taken over by QSI yeah, I think it's quarterfinals is the best performance the club has had in the Champions League is this the trophy above all that they want to win? Yeah the PSG actually made the, the semi-finals of the
2: Champions League uh before QSI came in but since QSI have have taken
1: over which was was nearly nearly 10 years ago now they've not made it past the quarterfinals which isn't really what they were aiming for as you were saying the Champions League is the trophy that they're desperately wanting to win that's why QSI are in in Paris uh, and they believe that they have a team that, that can go on and win the Champions League perhaps not this year but certainly in the two or three years to come uh, and they, they hope that, that Tuchel is the man that can, can kind of unlock the winning formula for them because they feel that they should have progressed further in the quarterfinals by now.
0: Of course, they've been a bit unlucky, haven't they? The teams who think they've been knocked out by Barcelona, Chelsea, Man City, Madrid, real European forces or growing European forces. But is that anything to do with the fact that it, they must need to step up significantly from you know walking away with the, the league titles? Did they find that difficult, You know, going from maybe a, a cakewalk on a Friday or a Saturday to then having to play teams like Liverpool on a Tuesday or Wednesday? Uh, I, I, personally, I, I don't buy the argument. I think the French league's probably a little bit stronger than is given credit for. Um, admittedly,
1: there are matches like like Fridays that they're, they can win quite comfortably, but on the flip side, that can give them an advantage because they obviously can rest players like Neymar, whereas Liverpool perhaps don't have that luxury. Um, <clears throat> there's an interesting interview with Tuchel and Lekip today. He says the issue, he finds the issue is more mental, and that the team aren't geared towards winning big matches, so they've almost grown used to failure when when the chips have been down. Whereas the likes of Real Madrid and Barcelona, who have beaten them over the last couple of years, almost expect to be able to win the biggest matches. And he believes that's the difference, and that that's something I I buy into. I have to admit. Um, PSG haven't typically done well in the biggest games and the longer that goes on, the more of a problem it becomes. It's really a sort of monkey they need to get off their back as quickly as possible. They need a, a sort of landmark victory and perhaps if they, if they were to go on and win tomorrow night, that, that could be it. That could be the
0: catalyst they need. How do you think they'll approach it? Do you think they'll come out all guns blazing or will they... I know Trichelle's saying that Liverpool should be one of the favourites again to, to win the Champions League. How do you think they'll uh, take on Liverpool?
1: Well, it will certainly be interesting because this is Tuchel's first uh, first European match in charge. It's also the first game that he would possibly expect not to win. Uh, so it will be
2: interesting to see how he, he goes, goes towards the game tactically. Personally, I think PSG have to play in their own style. They have to try and take the game
1: to Liverpool as much as possible uh, because I don't think they're massively good defensively. Uh, but equally they could be hit in the transition by Liverpool who are
0: so so good going forward I would expect to see PSG try and take the game to them uh, and I think it could make a very open and really entertaining match yeah we all hope that Just a couple of quick ones Before we wrap up Took enough of your time already Fabinho A player we spoke about In the summer uh, We've not seen much of him uh, At all actually You know for, for Liverpool So far He was back on the bench For the win over Tottenham At the weekend Klopp seems to have No issues at all He says he's just Finding his feet Are you surprised That we've, we've not seen him yet?
1: Yeah in a way Because he was such a good a Big influence with Monaco But equally Klopp's been quite happy to do with this with players before, I think uh, Andy Robertson last year it took a long time to come into the team and he's now a mainstay
0: so I, I think it's it's a little bit surprising but you know, Klopp's got history doing that and he's been successful in the past at doing it. Of course, and just one final one. We have to talk about Fikay. You gave us a, a fascinating insight into it. It was a tantalising insight because it didn't come off at the at the end, as we all know. It fell at the last hurdle. He since won, won the World Cup. Is he just ha, how's he doing? You know, has he picked himself up from that disappointment of not make it, getting the move to Liverpool?
1: Well, it's been a complicated summer for Fikay, or simply because, as you say, we you, you went to the World Cup final, uh, which really curtailed his pre season. He's not really had an opportunity to. To play regularly with Leon as a result, uh, because he's simply not been up to match fitness. Uh, he came into the team on on Friday night, or, or sorry, Saturday afternoon, and scored a free kick against Calm. But uh, I think he was certainly not up to his not up to his best level yet, so I wouldn't expect to see him as best against Manchester City on Wednesday. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
3: The only one area of concern for Klopp going into this one is of course in that central striking area where uh Roberto Firmino suffered that horrible eye injury uh, down at Wembley on Saturday. The latest with him, Jurgen Klopp revealed, was that uh, he's still touch and go to be ready for Tuesday's game. He said that if the game had been today, Monday, absolutely no chance. But he said it's improved a lot in a, in a couple of days and, and certainly he'll give Firmino every every chance. But that'll be one, I think, that'll have to wait till match day. Klopp did say that if, uh, if Firmino isn't ready, then Daniel Sturridge... Um, is is fit and and prepared to to lead the line? Of course, Sturridge kind of uh, changed everyone's perceptions. I think over the summer with the way in which he fought back. At one point, he looked destined to leave the club, um, but worked really hard on his fitness. Was massively impressive in the warm up games, and uh, this could be a huge night for him. You know, it's uh, an unbelievable stat really that Daniel Sturridge has been a Liverpool player for five and a half years and has never started a Champions League game because of injuries and. Obviously, Liverpool's absence from the competition, but also his uh, slipping down the pecking order here. Um, and so, you know, if Sturridge does get the nod, then, uh, you know, a massive occasion for him. Klopp asked plenty of questions about PSG and the threat they pose. Uh, and He said he was asked who was the biggest threat, bearing in mind this is a, a front three of Neymar and Mbappe and Cavani. And he joked that he, even if he had 24 hours to think about that one, he couldn't decide because... Uh, talked about Liverpool having to make sure that they, they they just don't allow the ball to go into dangerous areas and how they're going to have to defend so well as a unit to keep PSG out. Of course, he knows Thomas Tuchel well. Tuchel took over from him at Dortmund. Tuchel was the manager at Dortmund when Liverpool famously beat them in that 4-3 thriller in the Europa League uh, a few years back. So the two managers know plenty about each other. Two absolutely star-studded lineups and um, Klopp. You know, Talking once again about his absolute love for this competition, Um, you know I think Liverpool's run to Kiev last year uh, kind of brought everyone's love for the European Cup uh, back to the fore. I think you know this this club's affinity with the competition goes back so long. You know Liverpool fans love these nights more than any other and um, there's no doubt this place will be absolutely rocking come eight o'clock on Tuesday night and uh, it's got the makings of a a fantastic game and it's it's exactly what you want you know for far too long Liverpool have been on the outside looking in when the big Champions League nights have come along Um, this is the absolute plum game of the week and uh, Klopp insists his players are in the mood to get this European campaign off to a flyer. The
1: Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.
2: Yeah, Paris is one of the favorites for the competition, for sure. So that's how it is. So how could we then be the favorite in in that game? It's not, but it's really not important. I don't want to play any whatever mind games. Not necessary. Everybody knows about the quality of Paris. Um, this build, uh, this team is built for winning the Champions League. They win the, the championship in France anyway. So, um, and looked so far quite easy for them because of the unbelievable quality they have. And, but all what they are going for is winning the Champions League. So, <laughs> yeah, a really uh, interesting game for sure. So they are really good. And uh, the players they have, the, the manager they have, um, it's all, uh, they all brought it together. To go as far as possible in the Champions League, so we are, we are aware of that. We don't need to be a favorite. We to, that we want to win a game. We don't need to be the outsider to win a game. We only win a game. Want to win a game? That's how it is. And we play at Anfield, um, and it can be an advantage. And we hope, or we hope that we can use that. So that's it. But we need each help, any help we can get, <laughs> for sure. I don't know exactly about that, to be honest, what what you're talking about. I don't follow things like that. But um, when I saw a few games at the World Cup, and um, I know, of course, that people were talking about that, uh, when it looked like he made a bit more of the situation than um, it was, in fact. So that's, for me, a completely normal reaction. Because players are really going for him. That's uh, that's the truth. And um, he has to. He wants to protect himself, and I understand that as well. so and um, if an opponent gets a yellow card, so then life then is close much closer to a red card. So I see it from that perspective. so I thought it's it's smart to save that he saves himself in this in his uh, but doesn't have to be worried. We don't go for him against us, so we play football, we want to win the ball, and uh, we don't we don't um, uh, try to act. And this and these kind of things. We try to avoid passes to him, we try to avoid him winning challenges and all that stuff, which is a big job to do, to be honest. Um, I'm not sure if it's one hundred percent if it's if it's even possible to, to avoid his quality one hundred percent or I'm pretty sure it's not. So that's all. He's a fantastic footballer, outstanding player Um, and um, he was at the World Cup not fit, he had already an injury, everybody could could see that, but nobody asked him, can you really play? He tried to take the responsibility and played for his country with not being fit. Belgium played an outstanding game against Brazil, but if Neymar is fit, still Brazil wins it, so that's how it is, and he was injured and so he had to save himself a bit, that's all. I don't think he's a person who wants to, to, to act or something like that. Because if you are like that, you cannot play the football he plays. So I'm um, so I don't think about these kind of things. To be honest, it's uh, he played so he got rested at the weekend. So he will he will be 100 per cent fresh for us. He's not injured anymore. So um, we will have, we will see the full package Neymar the football package, and we still have to cope with that. And that's what we try.